Hustle What's up, guys? My Hero Academia, Season 4, Episode 3. Episode 3. Episode 3. Me and Fed Z talking about the. Not the, because that'd be. We're talking about you, I think? Uh, yeah. So we're not talking about you, because. No. That took a long time if we had to talk about each and every one of y'all. Um, we just don't have the time. Unless you go to Patreon.com. <laughs> nah, not even then, dude. Not even then. Um, so we're going to talk about episode three today. Boy meets... Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Boy meets ellipses. And uh focuses around the hero work study. We get to see the resolution of the cliffhanger from last week of Deku trying to land a seemingly uh, poor joke with Sir Night Eye and trying to impersonate All Might. And uh, we all know that Sir Night Eye got a little bit of a chub for All Might. So yeah, it's a little bit of a risk going that route for sure. Um, before we get there, uh, housekeeping. 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 Patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope for real. New patron. Welcome aboard, man. Jacob Perez. Jacob, thank you for joining up onto the Patreon. You got access to all sorts of unfiltered baloney now. Thank you. All the, yeah, thank you. But, you know, also, um, go easy on us. There's a lot of unfiltered nonsense in there. Um, there's like 35 uncut episodes. We've been doing the uncut episodes for a while, but like I feel like we kind of just started to hit our stride with them in the yeah. last few months. Yeah. Um, kind of figuring out what the heck they are. Uh, all the death notes are there. Um, there's a couple other things, and there's some unedited sound from like live events and... Uh, all the plus ultras are there and uh OGDBs. We gotta get back to recording those soon because I think I'm out. I think I'm all done. Woof. Mm. Gotta uh what's the word? Gotta stock up some more stuff. <laughs> stock some stuff. Stuff. Uh, also, we're recording this tonight is Wednesday night, uh, October the thirtieth. Tomorrow's Halloween. Halloween. I heard it's gonna be a monsoon. A what? I heard it's going to be pretty nasty out tomorrow night. Oh, 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 weather. Yeah, like a monsoon. Oh. So Halloween's going to get effectively washed out in our area. Um, however, going into Halloween, or excuse me, coming out of Halloween, Rhode Island Comic Con, I only mention it because a lot of people repurpose their Halloween costumes for Comic Con. It's like a second opportunity to use your Halloween costume like the very next day. Mm-hmm. Or all weekend. Uh, we'll be there. Dragon Ball Super Dope will be there uh, covering the event. If you see us, say hi. Uh, if you're there, uh, you want to meet up, say hello. Tweet at us at DB Super Dope one on Twitter or on Instagram at DB Super Dope. We'll be there. Uh, I'll have the recorder. Uh, I'm kind of working for Super Dope and another podcast I produce. I'll get to that in a second. Um, but I'm going to be trying to get some sound from Dragon Ball fans. And uh, I kind of want to do like a... <laughs> almost like a Billy on the street kind of thing. Like, sir, for a dollar, <laughs> Piccolo or Krillin? Who? Who? Who do you pick? Yeah. You know, and if they pick Krillin, I'll just say, what? And I'll just run away. Or maybe not like a Billy Eichner shtick, but like those types of like one or the other questions and freak out at them if they respond the way that I do not want them to respond. <laughs> Cause like, although, cause I was thinking about it, like, what kind of questions could I really legitimately ask? And it's like, Who's your favorite character? Or like, what's your what's your favorite battle? What's your favorite series? What's your favorite arc? It's all lame ass questions. I'm not really down with asking those. But I could ask some fun questions like that, or some funny ish questions like that. 
Could be a good time. Maybe we could do the same thing with my Hero Academia questions. Hero yeah. Killer Steam at Tomer Shigaraki. Choose. Shigaraki. No, you're wrong. <laughs> you're an idiot. Get out of my face. Here's a business card. Please subscribe. We love you. We're going to use this sound for the podcast. Please listen. That'll basically be the whole shit. What if they respond negatively? Uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe we should just be nice to people. Maybe we should just ask thought-provoking questions. Nope, not a good idea because we'll be at a con. People aren't exactly with their best brains at conventions sometimes. No, man. Alcohol gets involved. Alcohol, just like the long-ass day, the long-ass weekend, being around a, thou- a few thousand people anywhere you go at a time. like It's mentally taxing to be at a con. Mm-hmm. So maybe we won't ask something like, maybe it'll be an easy one or the other. All right, give us your reason. All right. We got to come up with a good question, though. It's got to be like a, a one or the other, a 50 50. Either this one or that one. It's got to be polarizing. It's got to be like politics. Yeah. I mean, what were you thinking for questions? I don't know. I'm trying to fucking think of them right now, I guess. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll think of them on my own time. Fine. If you see us walking around, come say hi. Me, Carlton, and Jimmy will be there. Uh, Also, if you're there on Sunday afternoon, I'll be recording a panel uh, for my guys in the Just Stuff League. Buddy Travis is hosting a panel on investing in pop culture, uh, turning collectibles into cash. Uh, He's an expert on the PBS Roadshow. Uh, This dude turned a Mint G1 Transformers collection when he was 11 years old. And like tripled, you know, what he bought it for a couple of years after. Like he's a really, really smart long-term investor, knows toys, knows comics. Every time I see him, he's walking around with two fucking uh, Hulk 181s, original uh, appearance of Wolverines. Just like in his hands, like, hey, look, I got another one. I'm like, man, like you just, Amazing Fantasy 15, I think it is, a first appearance of Spider-Man. Like, here's another one. Just. I'm around them all the time whenever I record them. And I'm like, it's so bizarre that this is what you guys handle all day long. That's crazy. Like, it's it's so crazy. So these are truly experts in their field. If you're around and want to learn more. Soup it up. Listen, the information I'm about to give you for my client's panel, Travis, uh, it's incorrect. So this is me on Halloween uh, sitting around on a Thursday night editing um, several podcasts, uh, giving you the right information. So here's what we're going to do, Super Dope Fam. Um, I'm going to actually record the uh, updated information for the other show right now on our show. All right. So watch how I do this. It's magic. Um, all right. Watch me change over to watch me change over to producer Kyle instead of just asshole Kyle. Ready? <clears throat> hey everybody. Producer Kyle here for the just stuff league with an update on Travis's appearances at Rhode Island comic con for this upcoming weekend. Originally Travis's panel on investing in pop culture was slated for Sunday afternoon, but has since due to some schedule changes, been moved to Saturday afternoon. So investing in pop culture, Travis will be hosting that. We'll be recording an episode live for an upcoming uh, episode of the Just Stuff League. It's going to be taking place at 3.30 on Saturday afternoon, November 2nd, in the Waterplace Ballroom, second level of the Omni Hotel. So three different buildings this year. We're adding the Omni Hotel to Rhode Island Comic Con this year. 3.30 on Saturday, runs till about 4.15 Waterplace Ballroom, Travis will be hosting Investing in Pop Culture. Hope to see you there. See that shit, Superdome fam? I did it.
you guys don't know how long or how many times it or how many tries it took me based on how I just said that sentence. You can imagine that it actually took a little bit of some time because I just don't have the words. Anyway, it's Halloween. Uh, happy Halloween, motherfuckers. Uh, so yeah, come by, see me, see Travis, uh, learn more about it. If you want to check out their podcast, you can check it out. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Just Stuff League, J-U-S-T-U-F-F League. There you go. Um, let's talk about Boku no Hero Academia. Boku no Hero Academia! I like that you did it instead of me. All right. So... <laughs> We pick up off the cliffhanger from last week where we realized that Sir Night Eye is not a fan of Deku's impression. And he, I'm, a, I'm like, uh-oh. Uh-huh. He thinks, he thinks he's mocking the dude. He's not funny. Not only is he not funny, but he's making fun of his... Uh, his idol. Yeah, his his man, man crush Monday. Hashtag man crush every day. <laughs> so it's, it's dangerous territory right out the gate. And like we said, the appearance of Sir Night Eye... He does not look like a very friendly guy. No, man. He doesn't fuck around. Locks eyes with you, and you're like, hmm, I feel uncomfortable suddenly. <laughs> also, why does he have his sidekick tied up in some kind of sexual torture device? Right? What's weird, he trying to do to her? Weird way to break in the new kid. Yeah. Just expose him to everything right out the gate. So we realized that it wasn't that uh, Sir Night Eye wasn't a fan of him imitating All Might. Because I think he actually appreciates his attempt at comedy. But Sir Night Eye's thing is like, you didn't do it right. Don't you know what his wrinkles look like? You didn't do it this proper way. That's ridiculous. Like, who keeps track of that shit? Uh, Fanboys <laughs> on the internet, dude. Why? <laughs> so I like the parallel that they have both going with the, the huge fan of All Might thing. Like that being their common yeah, thread right. is fascinating to watch it play out because it's almost like things that you see. I see it more in Dragon Ball than I do in MHA. MHA is like a much younger audience, I find, as with Dragon Ball Z because it's been around for so long. It's a gen. We have younger kids in the fandom, but like it's generally older. Mm-hmm. So. In the Dragon Ball Z fandom, it's all about like trying to one-up each other. And who's the more superior fan? Who's the more well-informed fan? And it's like, well, you know, if you knew this about All Might's wrinkles, then you would have been able to pull this off better. Well, you obviously don't know enough about All Might. Don't take him seriously. You don't take Dragon Ball seriously because you don't know the number of blah, 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 of somebody's power level on this part. Of, like, that's playing out here in this scene. <laughs> the fanboy versus fanboy whose fanboy dick is bigger is playing out right now. And it's kind of funny to see. But Deku one-ups him in the fanboyness, and he's like, what is, he, what is it? The Vinegar River incident. The Vinegar River incident. That's the All Might I'm impersonating. <laughs> I'm not talking about Goku... Uh, when he kills Ping P- King Piccolo, I'm talking about Goku five years later when he kills uh, Majunia in the tournament. Oh, all right. I'm not talking about Goku from that time he fought Raditz. I'm talking about Goku from that time he fought Nappa. Like, just the little specificity of it, and he's and they they break down like uh, the the back and forth between the kid that he saves and All Might, and All Might's like, oh damn, I just took a. A dip in a bath of river, a, a river of vinegar, the vinegar river. Yeah, the vinegar river. <laughs> I mean, he's like saying, you hear that internal monologue All Might has. He's like, man, my face is fucked. <laughs> Dang, this hurts. And the kid's like, thanks, All Might. And he's like, I should be thanking you. I, I look 10 years younger. And like they finish the line together. And it's like, 
oh man all right nerds exactly they have the common nerddom which is always a strong thing to see and it's always encouraging to see and i imagine that's why i'm so excited for comic-con this weekend because things like that play out all weekend long when you get to like interact with other nerds face to face they wouldn't get to see otherwise i said that on the podcast on jimmy the other day and uh yeah i'm so excited if this uh, all goes according to plan this episode we're recording tonight should come out friday morning uh leading into rick so um cool yeah hopefully the timing of me ranting about how much i love the convention will come in my point is long way to say the nerds linking up and admiring each other's nerddom is, is cool to see absolutely and it's essentially what earns him the uh the opportunity to try to prove himself so mm-hmm. we move to the next piece of it he's got that first little hurdle knocked down they found some common ground didn't quite make him laugh but one-upped him in terms of his nerd schlong and now he goes into three minutes mm-hmm. you've got three minutes to snatch this stamp from my hand and you can stamp your own sheet and yeah, we'll take you on. So it's Gran Torino. He he, yep. he goes through the Gran Torino movements the whole time. I like that Night Eye calls it out. I like that um earlier in the series, before he develops the shoot style, like everyone equates what he's trying to do to like what he's learned and what he's been taught or what he saw just growing up idolizing All Might. And now we see another huge influence developing into, you know, the shoot style piece of it. I don't think was always equated to Gran Torino. I think it was like, oh, it's kicks. It's kick all might instead of punch all might, you know, Mm -hmm. but so much of kick all might kind of works into what Gran Torino does. Just bouncing around all fast and crazy and shit. Not quite the same quirk, but operates in a similar capacity. And so much of the fight scene just reminds me of that first time that he fights Gran Torino his apartment. Right. It's it's kind of a, a cool callback, but um, you know, Sir Night Eye tells him, you know, you mess up the room, not a big deal. I'm not that worried about it. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, I still don't understand this dude's quirk is. And Deku, yeah. Deku must. You'd yeah, think. he knows everyone's apparently. But as he's about to tell us, like, oh yeah, that's right. all right. So I've got three minutes to snatch a stamp. I got to come up with a a strategy. As he's about to have the monologue of, all right, his his quirk is, he's like, never mind, I can't get lost in the moment of this. I need to just get it. I need to just go for it and grab it. And I'm like, mother, tell me how his quirk works. <laughs> I need to know what you're about to head into. I need to know his quirk. Tell me, Deku, I want to straddleize. I want to str- <laughs> strategize myself. Straddleize myself. Tell me, Deku, I want to strategize alongside of you. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> And uh, he just totally throws it out the window and just starts going Gran Torino style on him. And uh, you see him, uh, him being night eye, his whenever he like locks eyes and the camera zooms in close on his eyes and yeah. it just turns yellow for a second. I'm like, that's got to be his quirk activating maybe, right? And they explain what, how, finally how his quirk works or mm-hmm. what it is. Foresight. If you lock eyes, if he locks eyes with an opponent, he has the power to see the choices that they will make. He has to touch them first. He has too. to touch touch and lock eyes with. Mm-hmm. And then he has the power to see the choices that they will make for the next hour. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's kind of a crazy quirk. To, yeah, it's pretty sweet. To think about. it. You, you know what's funny? I was listening because I, f- I forgot. Um, when you 
<laughs> Sorry to make this a Patreon plug accidentally, but so much of this reminds me of uh, kind of like how Light bends the Death Note rules and like mm-hmm. this the way that they describe the six minute and 40 seconds from death if it's natural causes or you don't specify the cause of death, otherwise you can bend the will to it. And I realized that the Patreon feed, you can I plugged it directly into Apple Podcast app and it's like its own separate super dope feed with like, like fucking 85 episodes in there. And I picked a random one the other day. And it was the one of me, you, and Amber just, like, yelling about, like, the rules of the Death Note and not quite following how they go yet because, you know, it was, like, early in the series and Ray Pember's involved and we're just making fun of Ray Pember a bunch. Ray Um, Pember. Ray Pember. Uh, You can check that out. (laughs) Patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Superdome. But so much of, like, what Light does in terms of the manipulation with the Death Note, it kind of not reminds me of, but, like, I feel like there are similar possibilities with how this dude's quirk could work. Mm-hmm. Um, is it only work on one person at a time? If could, does he have to change it from different target? If he does, does it nullify who he used it on previously? Right. Like I, I, I don't know. Could he look like look at an army of you know a, a million people from a distance and be like, I see what the or you know what I mean? Like, what's the limits of that quirk? What kind right. of limitations does it work within? Um. But in this case, we're just working in a short range, closed, uh, closed quarters battle uh, with Deku and Sir Nidai. And uh, Deku basically just does the Grand Chirino thing the entire time. And Foresight Quirk just has him beat every step mm-hmm. of the way, just minor sidestep. And what I like about this relationship here is Sir Nidai tells Deku, I don't care about the mandate from All Might. I don't think you're worthy of this power. Mirio should have been the guy mm-hmm. to get the to to be the successor. So All Might um obviously had Sir Night Eye as his sidekick previously. Sir Night Eye knows, you know, how the quirk works, knows that it's passed down from generation to generation, hero to hero. Yeah. And that Mirio was at least on the short list uh before All Might started at UA High and met Deku and all that happened. He was already in contact with Principal Nezu. Is that yep, Nezu. Uh, with Principal Nezu to be able to, uh, you know, start like scouring the top of the school to be able to see if maybe the successor was already there. Yeah. And apparently they thought Mario was that dude. And Night Eye is inclined to agree. And I like that he just tells Deku right out the you're you shouldn't be where you are. You shouldn't have the power that you have. You're not worthy of the power that you have. It's different to hear it from. Not a villain, not a rival like a Bakugo or somebody jealous of the situation. It's a interesting to hear from a pro hero who's very fully aware of the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no facade there. Like, Endeavor could see it from afar, not though the specifics of inheriting the quirk and all for one and how right. it works. Right. Or one for all, I should say. I was fucking that up. But um, this guy knows the details intimately of how this process works. And he disagrees with All Might. Maybe this is the reason that they had a falling out or they don't want to talk to each other at this point in time. Probably. That could be it. Like I, That could be the reason. Night Eye might have pushed hard for Mirio and All Might said, I don't think he's the one for whatever reason. And so much of what you see about Mirio, now that he's seemingly going to be like a regular character in this season and so much of the classmates have taken a back seat. Like classmates just show up for about five minutes at the end, give some additional exposition on what's going on with their individual work studies. And there are a couple of like plot threads that are thrown out there with 
Kirishima and Achako and Asui are going to get to go work with the other two members of the big three. Yeah. So that would be cool to see. And then you got um, Shoto Todoroki and Bakugo hanging in the background being like, oh, no. We really need to catch up now. We're far behind. And Bakugo is just like, Gah! shut the fuck up. I'll kill you. Icy hot. Icy balls. Whatever he calls them. <laughs> Icy balls. Icy balls. Ice balls. Ice balls. Ice balls. It sounds like we're saying nice balls now. I think we should, <laughs> I think we should move on. Um, so with the classmates seemingly put into like more of a backup situation, Mirio's going to be a regular character. I imagine Bubble Girl's probably going to be pretty regular character uh, yeah. recurring. You know, Night Eye's obviously going to be in that main slot. The more I see a Mirio, the more I question, like, why not him? Yeah, I know. He literally even looks like All Might. Right, blonde hair. Blonde hair, blue eyes, smile, great sense of humor. He's already got a mad powerful quirk, you know, regardless of All Might's quirk. Yep. Like, he would be a perfect six and he seems to be you know he a lot of him reminds me of uh you know the purity and naivety i mean he seems not naive or dumb in the same sense that goku does but like just that like uh i don't know on uh, goku's got like the a cheer about him that never seems to go away and mirio mirrors mirio mirrors uh togata mirrors a lot of that and uh i i i wonder why not him if you yeah. had to, like, what? Why couldn't it be him? Yeah, why did it have to be Azuku Midoriya? I mean, Deku's been our boy all the while, so I'm still gonna always pull for Deku over uh, Mirio. But Mirio would be a fine one A. Oh, uh, oh, or one B to Midoriya's one A. Yeah. Um. So yeah, why not him? So I like that. Uh, you know, even though Sir Night I totally has Deku's number this entire fight, gets to the end of the three minutes. Deku's charging at him. He, <laughs> you see him just fly face first into the wall. Boom. And I love the shot because it's so out of nowhere. The clock hits three minutes at the same time. And he slides down all slow. And that streak of blood down the wall just made my day. <laughs> like It's just so funny wow. to see that streak of blood down the wall. streak of blood made your day, huh? It kind of did. I don't know why. Okay. Weird thing to say. I get it. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was so friggin' funny to watch him just slide down the wall like that and see that blood trail afterwards. <laughs> but so Night Eye's like, "Hey, nice strategy, dummy. What was your plan to suck? Because you did it. You sucked, and you didn't get the stamp from my hands. It's just like I told you, you wouldn't. I told you you'd be slumped over on the floor, crying like a little girl. And here you is, slumped on the floor, bleeding out your nose, up against the wall, up against the wall, the wall, <laughs> and uh." He's like, yeah, well, I had to kind of bail out of my last move there. He's like, huh? What do you mean? He's like, yeah, man, I almost, uh, I didn't want to step on the All Might 10th anniversary of being a hero poster that wasn't for sale that you have on your wall. <laughs> like, every time they reference this poster, it's like, oh, my God, the All Might 10th anniversary of being a hero poster that wasn't for sale? <laughs> I want that. <laughs> the only one we've seen so far. It's the only one he's seen out in the wild. If he wants to buy it, he doesn't want to step on it. That's for sure. Yep. And he lets Sir Night Eye know. I didn't he want to ruin find any. I don't want to ruin any of your All Might stuff, sir. Especially this poster, though. That's what he notices. He's like, wow, he's so mindful of All Might. He's so mindful of still not you know, disrespecting the spirit of peace, uh, spirit of, the symbol of peace uh, during this battle that we're having here. That he uh, consciously makes the choice or, or efforts to not step on the All Might stuff. Like he he respects All Might just as much as I do, and that's the inroad to it. Right. And he's like, "All right, yeah, no, I'll take you on." Mario comes in. He's like, "Hey, what's up? You gonna take him on?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna." Deku's like, 
but I failed. So Hernandez is like, that's cool. I didn't say I wouldn't stamp your shit if you failed. So give me that thing. Here you go. It's stamped. But. 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 Chicken butt. He stamped it on one condition, though. What was the one condition, Fedu? Tell me the condition, please. The condition was that if he wanted him to stamp his contract, that he would have to essentially, he would try to convince him to give up one for all. See, I'm glad that you said this because I was about to say this. Okay. So I didn't take that as a condition of getting that stamp. I did. It, that that would be so on the note. He's like, I'm gonna give you the stamp, but believe you me, I'm gonna try to talk you out of being the symbol for peace. Yeah, that's what I think. I don't think that was a condition of accepting it. I think Deku got the stamp, knowing in his brain that certain night eye is gonna continually try to make it because he says it. He's like, even though I gave you the stamp, I don't agree with All Might's mandate. I still don't think that you're the one who should be worthy of that power. Mm-hmm. And Deku's like, all right, well. This is going to make for, uh, how did you describe it? An unsettling dynamic, knowing that this person that just gave him his work-study assignment doesn't think that he should be the next person to succeed All Might and that Mirio is. So he knows in the back of his mind that he's going to try to convince Deku that he's not worthy of being the symbol of peace and try to convince him to willingly give that power over to Mirio. Yeah. And that is going to be wild. Oh, my God. What if Mirio gets one for all from, from Deku? And uh, he inherits the power, and then he's like, oh, man, I don't want to be this guy no more. And then he gives it back to Deku, and then Deku's like, what, the 11th, the 9th, and 11th holder? Would he, like, gain Mario's powers by doing that? Yeah, I would think. I mean, maybe not the phasing power. Maybe he would gain the phasing power. I don't know. I don't know how it works, man. There's so much to know. There's so much to figure out. Well, if each person makes it better that they hand it off to, I mean. Yeah. like they the add... only way he can make it better is by adding invincibility to it. But I feel like it's the it's the addition of the, of the power, not the actual quirk. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like the ability to turn invisible. Like for It's not invisible. Seconds. It's like intangible. Well, yeah. Yeah. He can phase through things like Kitty Pride. Yeah. And then he phases out his clothes and he goes, oh, I'm naked. Oh, I'm naked. Oh, I'm hanging dung. Oh, that's my dung. I don't Don't look at my dung. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I've said it a couple times. I'm I'm fighting the urge every GD week to not read the manga. Maybe he doesn't hear it. Maybe he doesn't inherit it. Maybe they're not there yet in the the books. Who knows? But I could see him being All Might Jr. And... uh, you know, Deku, it's just going to make a very, very interesting dynamic that Deku's going to be coming up under a hero who, for the first time, you know, is supportive of them because he thinks that they could be a great hero, but doesn't think that they're the next All Might. Mm-hmm. And to this point, not many, if anybody else, you know, a handful of people tops have known that Deku's not just some hero. He's supposed to be the next symbol of peace. And this is the first time that somebody openly contests it and isn't supportive of it. Right. You know. Other people aren't supportive of it. Even Bakugo, when he understands the stakes, when he's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm the next guy, he's like, all right, well, don't fucking lose then. You know, yep. do your best. You're going to have to get better. We're going to have to fight again. I don't have to make you stronger, you know? Like, even Bakugo, when he understands the stakes and what's what's going on in that situation, even he's supportive of it. He's the biggest enemy of, of Deku to this point, you know, outside of actual villains. Um, 
you know, Sir Night Eye being somebody who seems supportive of his hero career, but not supportive of him being the one to succeed All Might, it makes for an interesting dynamic. Like he has to learn from this person while actively not let this person undermine him and right. you know convince him that he's unworthy of the power because you know deck basically deku just needs to be self-assured of himself throughout this entire experience it's a, it's a four month long work study mm-hmm. so hero the, the internships were only a week and that was you know a good little like five six episode run like we could be in this arc this hero study thing for for a while like definitely this whole season Mm-hmm. Unless, they, unless they do some kind of time jump I don't think that they will because the end of this episode you know Deku goes back for his first day with uh, Sir Night Eye and they're like alright we're gonna go out we're gonna do some patrol and surveillance and he gives them the down low on Overhaul and how Overhaul is the second in command of like these the remnants of these like uh, underworld kind of Yakuza yak- yeah he's a second command uh, low life thug Yakuza so I thought it was interesting that he points out he's the second in command of this whole power here, yeah. not the first. And the other interesting thing was he points out Overhaul lives in this like legally gray area. So he's not technically considered a villain. So they can't pursue him as if he is a villain. Hence the whole surveillance and, and trying to gather information and intelligence about it. So... I'm like, oh, damn, we fast-tracking. We're going right out looking for this villain that we met in the first couple episodes. Cool. Um, and then it gives me the theme, uh, the closing theme song, which is pretty good. I like... Yeah, it's, it's okay. You know, you're just not appreciating the opening. No. I'm not going to say that A, candidates, the opening and closing songs for this season, but I'll say that solid Bs, not B pluses, maybe a high B minus. What's a high B minus, Feds? Uh, 72 a high b minus wouldn't that just be a b no still a b minus but it's not a b it'd be like a 73 that's a high b minus that's in the c's bro uh 73 yeah wow that's just that's more like a c plus one and that's like a c minus i forget how school works if you're looking for a b plus but not a b a b minus but not a b you're looking at like 83 or 84. Well, it gets an 81 because it just gave me this math dilemma on top of all my other bullshit this week. It's just above a B minus. 81? It's just above a B minus. But it's not a B. It's not a B. So it's a high B minus. Right. Okay. Well, Blue and Count, the fan <laughs> that does the opening song. Fucking dope opener. Yeah. It's a great tune. Um the opening uh excuse me, the closing song runs and then we get a little like post uh I guess the, end credit scene. Yeah, end credit scene, code or whatever. Um of Deku actually well we see uh, the young girl that we've seen in this opening and closing scene. Finally for the first Finally, time. Finally, because I don't know who the hell she is. We're not reading nope. the comic. But uh, we see her in the opening and closing. We're like, mm, she's going to be important, that little one-horned girl weirdo. And she's got uh, two horns. I only saw one. No, she's got two. Oh, well, maybe they're... Uh, maybe I'm blind. I don't not very observant. Things like that, we'll say. Maybe you're blind, man. 
Maybe you are also blind. I wear glasses because I am blind, so I, that's why. I too wear glasses because I am blind. But you don't have your glasses on. I don't. So uh, I he, do. So what's her name? Is it Miri or Eerie? Eerie. E R I. All right, so it's Eerie. E R I. Okay. Oh wait, yeah, she does have one horn. You're right. It's just on the on the right side of her head. There you go. One horn on the right side of her head. Eerie. E R I. So we see her running down a, uh, an alleyway. Dark alleyway. Somebody's chasing after her. She's screaming for help. Somebody. And she sees the distance. Deku's walking by. She bumps into Deku. Uh, she falls down. Deku's like, hey, what's up? Clumsy. Clumsy pants. Uh, you fell down. Go boom. Let me help you up there, little kid. Because I imagine that's just how Deku will talk to toddlers for the rest of his life. Yeah. I've got no reason to think that he's spoken to a toddler like this previous to this encounter. But... uh Eerie fell down, go boom. So he goes to help her up, and that's when the person chasing after her emerges from the alleyway, and I'm like, ooh, Deku's going to punch this dude out. And then it's like, nope, because look at that big plague mask. Beak-looking looking motherfucker. <laughs> Dang. And it's Overhaul standing behind uh, Eerie being like, Eerie, we got to go. Let's not bother the heroes. Come on. And we just heard Night I say 30 seconds ago, we can't interfere with these people. As if they're villains, you have to teach. They're, they're in a, a legally gray area. So even though he just saw this little girl run away from this dude down an alleyway screaming, "Help somebody!" He gives her dick about it right now. Don't yeah. like that he can't, but and he's like, "That's how my internship started." Hopefully, we pick up on the next episode where he's like, "Give her back. That's my adopted baby. <laughs> she fell down. Go boom." <laughs> and then he like Hero killer stains He does like the same thing Where he bounces off All the walls in the alleyway And just like Kicks Overhaul's head off Wapow <laughs> And then he's like I'm the Yakuza Number two thug now End of My Hero Academia Nope <laughs> That's just the beginning My Hero Crackadamia And Deku's Yakuza thug Just focus on Selling crack To the heroes And the villains And the legally gray Area people of the world <laughs> open it riff rules um so yeah then we get the preview for next week uh what the heck was the name of it fighting fate looks like all might and deco gonna have one of those uh one-on-ones hurt to hurt hurt to hurt it's gonna hurt my feelings it's probably gonna hurt all of, all of our feelings you think you think all might's uh telling deco that he's gonna die i think so probably mm-hmm. he's but- like Young Midoriya. My lungs are slowly collapsing. Yeah, I don't know. Anything. like That's what I think. <sighs> I mean, yeah, maybe maybe it's one of those things where it's like, all for one, I did it. No, shit. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's one of those things where it's one for all. Is the reason. Was like the reason that he was able to continue to live for so long. And now that the final embers of it have burned out in his body, his body's just... Saying, all right, it's given up. Like, we don't have this supernatural quirk, uh, you know, keeping us going still. Right. So, yeah, maybe that is it. Maybe he's preparing the world. I mean, he's already kind of taken the the major step into retirement. But I can't see a reason as to why All Might couldn't stick around. Pending that's the, you know, that's not the case. If he's not dying, that's dope. But I could see All Might just as easily sticking around instead of, you know, being full Ben Kenobi and dying, he could be like old man Steve Rogers and fucking help uh, 
you know, whatever train, he could be Yoda and help train in other ways, you know, not non-physical ways and be more of a mentor, uh, senior mentor role, maybe not such a practical mentor. Uh, Muriel fills the, uh, the, the practical experience out there in the field and all might's more of the, um, like the, the guy that I fucking had as my mentor in sales, like he's 70 year old war vet dude who super right wing Republican guy who you'd never think that I've got a super great relationship with, but, you know, somebody who's been there, done that, has all the experience in the world and can be there and talk to you about it. It's a valuable person to be able to have in your life as a sounding board. I don't see how All Might couldn't continue to serve that kind of role for Deku. But I guess we'll see what fighting fate means next week. And if that means homeboy's about to kick the moth can bucket. That would suck. I mean, yeah, but I cry all the time anyway, so... <laughs> Give me one good, crazy, good final cry for all my. I don't mind locking myself in my room for three days and crying about it. It's cool. Wow, you're like obsessed with that fucking song, huh? It's a good riff, man. It's yeah. A, it's Erworm. 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 Gonna, gonna, Erworm. Uh, anything else we gotta do? No? Uh, Pretty much not it. I mean,. Uh, what do you think? What you think All Might's fate's about? All right. So I, I'm telling you guys, I don't want to fucking keep. I don't want to keep giving you my fucking phone number, but I will. I swear to God, I will. Do it, man. It's four zero one. Four zero one. Two one three. Two one three. Nine five. Nine five. Nine six. Nines. We put out the uh, Dragon Ball episode earlier this week with the manga in the newest episode of Heroes. We've put out this My Hero Boku no Hero Academia episode this week. Um, call us up. Let us know what you thought of things. We can try to start working your voicemails into other things. Haven't heard from Rodney in a while. I don't ever expect to hear from Joey B again because he got a girlfriend. Congratulations, Joey. I'm so proud of you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> She's a beautiful girl. Um, but I just imagine that he's not giving up Dragon Ball, but maybe listening to less podcasts. <laughs> Timmy Jones, the legend grows. That kid's been in out the hospital a lot the last month. Hope Damn, he's... Timmy Jones. Timmy Jones got to stop clowning with the alcohol, man. No more. No more, Timmy. Got to calm down, man. Yeah. Uh, who else we got? Haven't heard from LBJ in a moment. LBJ, where you be, babe? LeBron James? No, not LBJ. LeBron James. LBJ, little baby Jaren, my buddy Dan. Board member. Super dope board member. Where you been, Dan? We're supposed to podcast together like three weeks ago. Haven't heard from you since. You've liked a couple of my tweets on Twitter, which I appreciate. But I want to talk to you, man. We want to make a podcast. <laughs> Who else? Uh, Reese, how's Australia, motherfucker? Why don't you call us up from there? Say hello. Tell us what you think of things. Maybe you don't listen to the My Hero Academia episodes. I hope you do. I don't know who listens to what anymore. Where's Brandon been? Brandon Paxosa. I missed you too, buddy. Where's everybody been? Where the fuck y'all been? Where you been? Hey, where you been? Hey, where you been? <laughs> oh, where you been? So yeah, call us up. Uh, where you been? 401-213-9596. Tell us what you think of uh, you know, the last couple things we talked about. My Hero, Dragon Ball stuff. I don't know. Maybe you watched a good Godzilla film recently. Maybe that'll make Brandon Alio come out of fucking retirement. He's way too busy fighting the war and being a cover band, so... Wow. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that offline, as they say in the business world. Oh, okay. We'll take that offline. Oh, okay. We'll take that offline. If you want to hear an uncut version of this, uh, 
thing you've heard today. Uncut version. Uncut. Patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Superdope. Um, go check it out. And uh, yeah, rate, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, hit your Spotify reviews, help us get found by other people. They are very helpful. Please read, please review, please rate and review. Please thank, review. Thank you. And uh, yeah, it's going to do it. I'm going to raise my hand with the peace sign. Go and please review our podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>